I would say to parents, you know what? You can't take shortcuts here. You got to do the hard work of living what you want them to learn. Live what you want your children to learn. You ain't been there, and then you ain't, and you ain't just this or did that. It don't matter. Just love on them. Or love yourself. So you have to go back and love on them. It's okay. Whatever love on them. When you look back on your life, what's one thing you needed to hear your father say? And, um, that's my experience. And I can only go off of whatever I, I've experienced for almost a decade. Persistence. Persistence don't get you where you gotta go. While driving alive, I won't take public transit, Oscar Grant. I remove all air fresheners from the vehicle and double check my registration to make sure my tags are not expired, Dante Wright. And ensure my license plate were visible, Lieutenant Caron Nazario. I'll be careful to follow all the traffic rules, Philando Castile. Signal every turn, Sandra Bland. Keep the radio volume low, Jordan Davis. And won't stop at a fast food chain for a meal, Rashad Brooks. I'm too afraid to pray, Reverend Clementa C. Pickney. So I just hope the car won't break down, Corey Jones. Or I might get gunned down by the police. I'm reminded not to dance. Elijah McClain, stop to play in the park, Tamir Rice, or Tamar Rice. Patronize the local convenience store for snacks, Trayvon Martin, or walk around the neighborhood, Mike Brown. Once I'm at home, I won't stand in the park, Stephen Clark. Eat ice cream on the couch, Bolton Jean, or play any video games, Antonia Jefferson, or I might get gunned down by the police. After I make it home, I will not leave the house to go to the Walmart, John Crawford, or go to the gym to Shar Oates, or jog in my neighborhood, Ahmad Arbery. We won't even walk to see birds, Christian Cooper. I'll just sit and try not to breathe, George Floyd, and not to sleep, Breonna Taylor, or I might get gunned down by the police or by somebody. Welcome back to Fatherhood Friday, season five, episode, I believe I'm in the teens, 15. This is your host, Chalmer. 
And by the sound of my voice, you could tell I'm not in the greatest mood. Why? Because another black father has been gunned down by the police and more specifically gunned down by somebody of the opposite race. And by you listening to me read that poem or rant or whatever I found on Facebook that somebody shared with me, you can tell where today's episode is going. I wondered to myself, was I even going to talk about it? Because in one regard, this happened so much to us as black fathers, as black men, as black people, period. One would think and, and one would even feel somewhat desensitized behind it. Like, oh, this is just how it is. This is just another Thursday. This is just another Friday. This is just another day in the life of being black. So why even talk about it? Because nothing's ever going to change. But if I don't talk about it, then oppression lives on then fear and, 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 and anger and, and a silent voice lives on. And so today we're going to talk about the recent uh, person that I named in the first paragraph, Dante Wright, the death of Dante Wright, what we need to know. Dante Wright, 20 years old. was fatally shot by the police during a traffic stop. The shooting injected more frustration and anxiety in the Twin City region where the trial of Derek Shavin, Shavin, the former Minneapolis officer charged with murdering George Floyd is now in his third week. Let's, let's see how this unfolded. According to the news article, on the New York Times. According to Chief Tim Gann of Brooklyn Center Police Department, officer pulled Mr. Wright over on a Sunday afternoon for a traffic violation related to expired registration tax. Officers then discovered he had a warrant for his arrest. As the police tried to detain Mr. Wright, he stepped back into his car, prompting a brief struggle with officers, Chief Gannon said. In a graphic body camera footage shown to reporters on Monday, one officer can be seen pointing a gun at him and shooting and shouting taser. Excuse me. After the car pulls away, the officer yells an obscenity and says, I just shot him to two other officers, according to the video. The car traveled several blocks and struck another vehicle. The police and medical workers pronounced Mr. Wright dead at the scene. It is my belief that the officer had intentions to deploy their taser, but instead shot Mr. Wright with a single bullet, Chief Gannon said. The Hennepin County Medical Examiner uh, concluded Monday that Mr. Wright died of a gunshot wound to the chest. Katie Wright, Mr. Wright's mother, told reporters that her son had called her as he was being pulled over. He said that they pulled over, pulled him over because he had air fresheners hanging from his rearview mirror, she said. Miss Wright said her son had dropped 
or put down the phone, after which she heard scuffling and an officer telling Mr. Wright not to run. Then she said someone hung up. When she called back, a woman who had been in a car with him answered and told her that he had been shot. Demonstrators clashed with the police at a a visual near the scene of Mr. Wright's death on Sunday. His mother urged protesters to be peaceful. We want justice for Dante, she said. We don't want it to be all about violence. But hours later, outside of Brooklyn Center Police Department, protesters chanted and threw bricks and cans at officers. At least 20 businesses inside a nearby mall had been broken into, and an officer said. Protesters would gather again on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night, and on both nights, the police fired projectiles projectiles into the crowds after declaring protest unlawful. The authorities around the region have imposed curfews. Dante Wright remembered as an outgoing young man. Family and friends remember Mr. Wright this week for his bright smile and outgoing demeanor. And as a dedicated father to be, no, a dedicated father to a toddler, Dante Jr., who was almost two years old as a freshman at Thomas Edison High School, he was voted class clown. He attended Patrick Henry High School in Minneapolis in 2018, said the school principal, Yosef Abdullah, who said he was just like any other kid. At the news conference outside of Minneapolis courthouse on Tuesday, his mother was joined by Courtney Ross, the girlfriend of George Floyd, who was one of Mr. Wright's former teachers. Court records indicate that the judge issued a warrant for Mr. Wright earlier this month after he missed a court appearance. The officer who shot him was arrested. On Monday, officials identified the police officer who shot Mr. Wright as Kim Potter, a 26-year veteran of the Brooklyn Center Police Department. Ms. Potter, 48, then resigned from the police. Her union said in a statement on Tuesday, Chief Gannon also announced his resignation on Tuesday. The Bureau of Criminal Apprehension, the state agency that investigates police killings in Minnesota, said that Ms. Potter had been arrested and taken into custody on Wednesday morning. She's facing charges of second-degree manslaughter. Pete Orput, the top prosecutor in Washington County, said on Wednesday. Let's continue here. Okay, that's about as far as they're going to let me read. So what do we, what do, what do we, what's going through your mind as you're listening to this story? Besides that sad black people got it hard black men got it hard black fathers have it hard what else is going through your mind as you're listening to me speak speaking for myself I, I, I feel like police reform legislation protest A lot of it goes in vain if the heart condition of how police see African-Americans, if that doesn't change, 
You can have all the police form. You can have all the legislation. You can have the protesters, all of that. There, there are things that are put into law, but I feel like it comes down to the heart condition of each and every police officer. And I, is all police officers bad? No, I think that's a stretch. But what I am saying is, is that we are in a season and we and, and we've been in this season off and on for a long time where us as black fathers, us as black men, our senses are heightened when it comes to police. Let's just let's just put it out there. Our senses are heightened. Either two feelings are going to are going to come across our hearts when we see the police. Maybe three. Anger, fear, or resistance. Anger, which means you 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 constantly, I mean you know what the emotion anger is but you automatically find yourself upset. And what's, what's crazy about anger, anger is a second emotion. So behind that could be fear. Behind that could be anxiety. Behind that could be uh, a number of different things. But it forms into anger. Why? Because throughout your lifetime, whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 10, 60, it doesn't matter at this point. When you hear about, when you see about, when you read about online, just like I did, black fathers, black men, black women, black mothers getting gunned down by the police. And then you see the opposite race do some of the same things they get pulled over they they resist arrest but they make it out alive they they don't they don't have to worry about their life being taken from them so yeah when we see police we're going to be angry the anger it might be an automatic instinct for some of us because we're thinking to ourselves, I'm not going to let what happened to Dante Wright happen to me. I'm not going to let what happened to George Floyd happen to me. I'm not going to let what happened to Elijah McClain happen to me. So I'm going to resist. I'm going to talk back because you're tired for some of us, we're tired of feeling oppressed. We're tired of feeling silenced. We're tired of feeling like if we don't follow every rule to the T, that our life is gonna take, be taken from us. And so that, that's where you get the anger from. That's where you get the resistance from. And then you get older and you get wiser you start having kids. Your babies start 
going from babies to the age of now they're becoming aware as early as elementary school. And now your anger starts to turn into fear because now you somewhat live past the age of getting pulled over all the time. Now you have to worry about your son, your black son. Now you have to worry about your black daughter. Wondering if their life is going to be taken by mainly the police or a police officer, whether it's a male, female, whether it's black, white, Hispanic, Chinese, Indian, it doesn't matter at this point. Now, can I argue that it seems like it's more white police officers? Yes. But at this point, a police is a police. And police are stressed out because you got to remember this job is done by a human being and there's human error that happens every day as an officer, human error. And so now as my son or my daughter goes to school, goes out, you can't keep them sheltered from everything. But think about how many people I just named before this episode even started that their life is gone behind one reason or another that has to do with the police that has to do with um, white males or females being threatened or feeling threatened or feeling intimidated by something as simple as I'm calling the police because I'm asking you to put your dog on a leash while I go bird watching. Why is it, and this is the host talking, why is it the only way you feel like you can control a human race, which is the black race, which is what I am, is the police or a gun? That just shows you the level of how people feel threatened by us, how people feel intimidated by us. And the only way that they feel like things will change is if I pull a gun on you or I call the police. And I, for one, am just fed up. I am just fed up. And that's why it's hard for me to believe in new legislation that passed police reform, you know, all these things they said they were going to do in 2020. Defund the police. Do it. Who's going to be hurting at the end? Us. It's not going to benefit us. It's going to hurt us. At the end of the day, it's the heart condition of people. And I believe I'm not saying this because I've came up with, I actually heard this from Barack Obama years ago, that policy legislation doesn't mean nothing if the heart condition is not open to it. And so what Obama tried to do and what he's continuing to do when he gives speeches, when he addresses the public is try to change the heart condition of people. So that when 
something is past, you're open to it. And so I'm, I'm doing this episode not just for Dante Wright, but for everybody. I remember last year I did an episode, The Struggle is Real. Uh, I was talking about the coronavirus, talking about George Floyd. And maybe I'll continue to do the episode because this young man that just passed away. I know you're hearing about it on the news, online, probably other podcasts. This happened in the exact same city as George Floyd, not even a year later. So what does that say? And and don't let the trial of George Floyd, don't let them get off the hook and say they're justified. Again, we live in a society, we live in a culture that the police are justified behind the badge, that the police are not being policed by other people, and that a lot of us feel, and I'm just speaking for me, so you could take it or leave it, like the police are more like the new Ku Klux Klan that they are setting in fear. It, it, this almost feels like modern day lynching without a rope. When we, when we hear about our, 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 our brothers and sisters that are being gunned down for one reason or another, they're being, uh, the, the police are being called on them. It feels almost like modern day lynching. I'm going to say it. Because it's almost like if you don't do everything right, if you do one thing wrong that they don't approve of. And when I mean they, the, the, the people that hold intimidation and, and hatred toward the black race in their heart, fear toward the black race in their heart. If you don't do everything right, you are going to be killed. But this time it's not lynching by a rope. It's just, it's just a bullet. It's just a bullet. And I know some of you might be listening to kind of feel like, man, that's kind of candid what you said. That's kind of blunt. But even as a Christian, I still, me being a Christian, I I still can't take away being black. I still can't take away being a black father. I still have to live with this oppression and the same oppression that Jesus and the people that wanted to follow him believed in the New Testament. They lived under the same oppression, the same persecution. That if you don't follow everything, if you don't do things how we see it, your life is going to be taken. Whether it's a bullet whether it's the police, your life is going to be taken. And so now we have to hear another mother protesting, another father protesting, crying. And I almost feel like people are tired. 
and not just black people, a lot of people are tired. Last year showed something different that I have never seen before, that we actually seen more than our race come together and protest. And I'm and and and, and not to say that other races didn't come to protest, but the numbers were a lot larger last year than they than I've ever seen before. That you've seen other white people protesting, you've seen other Hispanics protesting, you've seen other Asian people of different that are non-black protesting. So people are tired. People are tired of watching us being gunned down. People are tired. That's why they're rioting. That's why they are rioting. Because there's still residue. There's still a heart condition of people, a group of people. And I'm, I'm not going to say every white person because there's, there's hatred in black people. There's hatred in Hispanics. There's hatred in Mexican. There's hatred. But I'm talking to those people, the, the people that, that when they see us, when they see somebody, they, they, there's hatred in their heart. There's dislike, there's discomfort, there's fear, there's anger. I'm talking to those group of people. Let me be clear. Love covers a multitude of sins. Love covers hatred. We have to know police officers and just people have to know how to love each other and see past what you see and what you know about us as black people. Because if all you see is another black young man that is resistant, maybe stop and ask why. Why are they being so resistant? Why are they being so fearful or hostile or angry? Because we're we we're fighting. We're, we're, we're fighting. We're tired of feeling the way we feel. Now, I'm not here to go into should officer, um, the female officer, you know, was it an accident? Did she do it on purpose? Second degree manslaughter. I'm not here to, to dissect that. But what I am here is to address the heart condition, because if the heart condition doesn't change, you'll look up and, and by this summer, another black male, another black father will have died by the gun, a chokehold by somebody that felt imposed upon. And so that's why when you hear me speak, you hear me speak. I'm always using scriptures because 
God's word is the only thing that can change. It's not, it's not the law. It's not the legislation. It's not the policy. Think about when segregation for schools ended back in 1956. 1956. And I might have the year off for those. Uh, my apologies. But it ended with the incident in Arkansas. I think it's called board versus education segregation, something like that. 1956, right? Just because they passed the policy, just because they passed the legislation, schools didn't start to integrate until really the early 70s. So it took, just because they put something in place, it took another 10, 15 years to actually see the results. And so what I'm saying to you is, is that until our heart condition changes toward black fathers, police officers, you guys out there, then, then, then I'm going to keep emphasizing. It, it doesn't mean nothing to me. And so I, I'm, I'm doing this in honor of all those people I just named. And if any names I didn't name, I apologize because there's, there's plenty of people that didn't make the news that their life was taken. There's plenty of people that didn't make the newspaper, didn't make the online, uh, news video or, or, or Facebook or, or however you catch or read or hear about something. If I didn't mention their name, I apologize, but I'm doing it for everybody that has been a victim of being gunned down, whether it's the police or just some random person or have been the victim of being called on by the police for, for doing everyday things that another person would not would still have their life. And so this has been another episode of Fatherhood Fridays, season five. And I'm signing off. But you you continue to follow me. You know where to find me by now. I'm on all the social media platforms. Just type in my name, Charmer Williams. If this if this episode touched you in any way, you can go to my website, www.fatherhoodfridays.com click support and click support again and you can donate last but not least copy and share this with someone that might need to hear my voice i'm not speaking for every black person i'm speaking for me until then i'll see you next friday remember the heart condition of a man or woman can only be changed through a savior, Jesus Christ, not the law. And here's a sneak peek into next week's Fatherhood Friday episode.
And if you're not in education, you might not even know what that means. They've changed the verbiage. Some people don't even use gifted and talented no more. But one thing is for sure, somebody listening could possibly have a gifted and talented child just like myself. And so what is gifted and talented? Gifted.